everyone. Welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. This week, we're chatting all about affiliate marketing, and I feel like this is a super important topic that's in the forefront of every PR professional's mind because, you know, as affiliate marketing gains more traction, it's shifting the media landscape, you know, what we need to consider in our pitches on behalf of consumer brands, but also how it's kind of shaking up newsrooms. You know, some of the big publishing houses are adding, you know, a full commerce division that's separate from their normal lifestyle content that's more about you know like product news and you know larger stories surrounding holidays and trends whereas the commerce division strictly works with roundups affiliate links all that jazz and so my guest will share her expertise coming from an e-commerce brand working in marketing to then bringing her experience to her pr role where she's now educating other publicists through her training program so very excited for you all to hear from her as part of the interview. But before we get into that, I, of course, want to chat through some industry insights for the week. And this is a topic that's really near and dear to my heart as a PR professional and a podcaster. But we really should be paying attention to all the news happening in the podcasting industry in recent months because it is so important to see that shift that's happening in the media landscape. There have been so many recent studies done where many people are now getting their news from their podcast that they listen to daily. And that doesn't mean that it's mainstream news. You know, it doesn't have to be an NBC News podcast or an NPR podcast. Many people are considering, you know, their daily podcasts, such as like The Toast or, you know, different pop culture podcasts, things that have to do with their niche interests. They're kind of taking that as their news consumption for the day, you know, whether they're listening to it in the car or while they're working. And so with that shift of where people are getting their news, you know, similar to the shift from print journalism to online journalism and finding those new ways of reaching consumers, we really should be taking podcasts seriously. And it's something that a lot of people in the industry do not currently um, because, you know, they some podcasts that are made by smaller creators, you know, they may not have that same listenership or impressions that, you know, say like a USA Today or MSN would have but they're reaching those niche audiences that are really going to engage with your client and their audiences. And so it's really important to not discount podcasts and especially on a larger, larger scale as well to really expand that reach into a new genre of coverage, you know, build a conversation around your client and their brand. And so as part of this, I think it's important to really pay attention to all of the podcasting news, because as the data also states, you know, so many more people, since they're not getting their news from those news sources, it's really apparent that all of these changes that are happening with Spotify and Sirius XM, they're, hap- they're happening from a place of they're recognizing the change in the media landscape, where people are getting their news, how they want people to consume audio content. And so it's super important to chat about this. And so to kind of break all the recent developments down for you. So Spotify recently announced some layoffs, which is really unfortunate. Um, it was in their news division. But as part of that, the kind of you know caveat to all of that was that it was done from a place that they want to start investing in smaller creators instead of giving money to these bigger news organizations. You know, they want to make a shift of having everything in-house and having their own creators, you know, come up with these shows and these angles and really invest in creators of podcasts, which I think is is a good effort. I'd love to see more from Spotify in terms of support for smaller podcasters. Um, But with that, also SiriusXM, who used to have ownership in Stitcher, which was a podcast platform, the Queen of Calm was on there. (laughs) Um, But they, a month ago, announced that they're shutting down the podcast app and that they want to reroute everyone to the SiriusXM app, or the SXM app, I should say. Um, And so as part of that, too, that plays into what Spotify is saying, you know, moving everything in-house, investing in creators, creating growth. And as part of that, it's because people are getting their news from podcasts. They're not seeking it out 
through these specialized kind of networks of podcasts. Like I was reading this article, actually it was a newsletter, Hot Pod. Um, it's from The Verge. Really love it. Highly recommend it. Um, and so they were kind of talking about the fall of the Harry and Meghan podcast. You know, what happened with that in terms of like investing in these big personalities and news brands that people want to hear with. That's really not working in terms of the podcasting model nowadays because people really just want to hear from authentic voices. They want to hear people that are talking in their niche about news, kind of putting things into their niches and hearing news through that lens is really important to consumers right now. And so with all of these shifts, I would just give one piece of advice to all of the PR pros out there. Pay attention to the podcasting news. You know, consider adding podcasts to your media list because the, the media landscape is accepting podcasts with open arms and it is where consumers are getting their news. So that's my spiel about the podcasts, um, but I really see the value in them and it really is a great opportunity and there'll be more about this soon. Stay tuned. I'll have an announcement, but I have a much longer opinion on all of this. You know, it's such a great opportunity for your clients to kind of be in a more nonchalant setting, talk about the brand talking points, but really build a personality behind the brand. You know, it's great leverage for other internship, internship, I meant to say interview opportunities. Um, you know, it's just great to have on hand for like snippets of interviews and quotes and things that you can use in other pitches. There's so many ways that you can use podcasts and your media relations strategies. And so I hope you all consider it. But as always, a few reminders from me. If you haven't already, please follow us on Instagram at Queen of Com Podcast. There we'll share all of the latest show news, new guests, clips, etc. And also new, we're now on TikTok at Queen of Com Podcast. We haven't really posted much there yet, but more to come there. Um, and also, if you're enjoying the Queen of Com Podcast and you want to let everyone know how you feel, be sure to head to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. If you want to be on the Queen of Com podcast, whether that's being a guest on the show, you can shoot me a note at queenofcompodcast at gmail.com. Or if you have a question, a comment, or you just want to add something to Industry Insights for the week, leave us a voice memo at the link in our episode descriptions on Spotify. Please do this. It'll be really fun to answer some of your questions and have you involved in the conversation as well. Um, but without further ado, let's get into the interview. My next guest worked as the e-commerce director of a men's accessory retailer, where she oversaw everything from media relations, pay-per-click advertising, and graphic design, but also found her passion in affiliate marketing. Now she works as a publicist and partner at Com Oddities Inc. and hosts courses for publicists to share more about the world of affiliate marketing and how to measure its success as part of a campaign. Please welcome Sarah Carger to the podcast. Welcome, Sarah. I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. So why don't we get started with how you first got interested in PR? Yeah. So man, back in school, which was a long time ago, let me tell you, <laughs> um, I graduated college in 2008. So this has been a minute, but I was actually um, a CJ major. So criminal justice was my thing. I was totally going to be in the FBI. Um, <laughs> and then, you know, like about after I got my minor in the subject, I was like, you know, this is just really isn't vibing with me. So I actually like looked up to the next campus that was like right next to like the CJ area. And it was this beautiful building. It was an old Gothic building called Old Main. I went to Texas State University in St. Marcus. And it was the communications department. So I actually just like wandered in and took a couple classes and kind of fell in love. And so that's why I became a publicist, which is a, a little bit of an interesting story, I guess. 
That's awesome. And yeah, I feel like so many people never set out to do communications right off the bat. Yeah. They always come into it by finding out more in college. I always say PR needs, into it, it. needs its own publicist. <laughs> it does. I think so too, especially now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, you know, now that you're in PR and everything, you know, um, you know, in this career journey that you went on from, you know, working in e-commerce and now, you know, strictly PR, um, you know, what was your time in college like once you got into the communication school and how did that kind of help you refine your career goals later on? Yeah, so I think one of the things that stands out about my college years and also kind of shaped my entire career truly is that I never really stuck with one very specific path. And so, um, you know, I was in college. When I was in college, I was a DJ for a radio station. Um, I was in our Bateman campaign, which is, you know, what PRSSA students do. Um, and, you know, I did everything from Spanish. And so I just never had a steady published and I'm going to take these classes so I had a wide variety of things I guess is really what I'm getting at and I think that that has truly helped my career in so many different ways it's um you know I would never have known about affiliate marketing if I wasn't you know so open to just exploring a variety of avenues so yeah and that I feel like so many college campuses nowadays have like so many great opportunities for students like my college had like a student run PR agency and like the newspaper and you know I see all mm -hmm. of these unique things through talking through guests in my podcast of things they experience in college so I feel like it's a great time to test out you know all those different um, ways to get into yeah and I definitely would encourage students to do everything that they can try everything out because you never know it could end up being your favorite thing or you could end up painting it like criminal justice and wanting <laughs> to do something different <laughs> Yeah, definitely. And so, you know, now talking more nowadays, I'd love to hear more about your work, but also your course um, affiliate for publicists. Yeah, for sure. So today I'm a full-time publicist. You mentioned I work with Commodities, which is a boutique PR agency. Um, it's actually based in Denver and I'm actually in East Texas. I used to live in Dallas-Fort Worth, but we, during COVID, we moved out to the country and started a farm, which is a whole nother story. <laughs> but, um, you know, so during COVID, you know, working remotely was really, really easy for me. But for a lot of people, I don't necessarily think that it was. And for a long time, we were doing um, like clubhouse chats. A lot of PR people and, and Facebook groups and whatnot were jumping on chats. And one time, somebody was like, hey, I really don't know anything. And I just piped in and started sharing all my expertise in it, um, not really knowing that it was something that a lot of publicists don't really get or understand. So I... Uh, you know, I shared all my insights and then it kind of actually became like a recurring weekly conversation that a few editors and myself and a couple other publicists who were in the know kind of just shared our expertise in the field and answered questions. And it was really informative to like see how people, um, you know, kind of approached a subject that they've never heard about, all the questions they had. And I was like, this is, you know, kind of a niche. I'm going to go here. And so I created a course that, um, all the ins and outs of affiliate marketing specifically for publicists. It helps get you up to speed. But the reason I know about all of this is because, you know, you mentioned I was an e-commerce director for a dot-com direct accessory brand called Coupling Stock. So we were a really small and mighty team and I had my hand in like every little pocket of marketing. So I did everything from email to pay-per-click advertising. And of course, affiliate marketing was definitely in there. Obviously PR was too, but um, so I used to run our program. So I know all about the ins and outs, setting up, I've migrated platforms, I've done all of the things. So whenever this really came up in the industry about four to five years ago, maybe a little bit sooner, um, it was, you know, something I had in my back pocket that was just easy for me to access. 
That's amazing. And I feel like it's, you know, such an important thing for people in our industry, well, every industry, but I feel like PR specifically, like you always have to be learning about the latest things going on in the yes. media, the best, best trends, because they change so frequently. And I know that affiliate marketing is one that's really had, you know, a big uptick, you know, post pandemic, you know, more of these publishers are kind of you know, leaning towards the commerce, commerce space to get those, you know, affiliate, um, you know, affiliate money and everything. Um, yeah. So can you talk more? I know that you have like your original course that you did, but now you're kind of getting into like measuring success of, you know, affiliate marketing as well. So can you talk about um, the topics that you, that you chat about on your course? Yes. So the course, we have two courses, one that I'm currently working on, which I'm really excited to get into, but the original course, I actually partnered with the former editor over at Best Products. She kind of filled me in on all of the details about things that happen behind the scenes at the publishing house that you know, most publicists would have no idea about. So that was a really great perspective that she brought to the table. And then I told you I love to dabble. So I'm also really a big fan of video editing and website creation and all of the things. So, um, you know, once we had our, you know, our, our talking points together, I put together an amazing video series. It's about an hour long and it really does dive into everything publicists need to know about affiliate marketing so that you can speak effectively to your clients. You can pitch editors and writers incorporating all of the most essential critical points of your pitch and just how to really elevate your communications and understand the whole world of affiliate marketing specifically as it relates to your role as publicist. So this new course that I'm working on, um, a lot of publicists are really, it's really exciting to hear people have so many questions and, you know, some people are even like, this is PR, why am I not doing this? And that is absolutely accurate. So affiliate marketing is very akin to PR. It just has like a little kickback on the side. Basically. <laughs> so um, I love that publicists are really like wanting to dive in more. And so I'm creating a second course that teaches publicists how to take on affiliate marketing in their job. Because as I'm sure you know, today, when you reach out to Reader's Digest or, you know, anybody at Hearst Magazine, if you're pitching them a product, they're only going to include it if you have an affiliate link. So you're already doing the work as a an affiliate manager. So why not learn the entire job and just fold it into your capabilities is kind of my my thought process. Yeah, yeah, that's so amazing that you have those um, you know, topics that you're able to share that information on because I feel like like you're saying, I mean, you're every publishing house now, they will not take the pitch without the affiliate codes and it kind of gives you that leg up. And so it feels like more of like an imperative that you need for your client. And that's so great that you also chat about, you know, those conversations that you have you know, with clients as well, because I feel like it's like both ends of, you know, the coin, you know, sometimes they're like legacy clients or like they don't really understand the value of the affiliate marketing just yet. But then there's kind of the clients that are like, oh, yeah, like I've been following that news, like definitely want to get into that. Um, So yeah. what advice would you have, you know, for anyone wanting to have those conversations with their client about getting into affiliate marketing? So I think the biggest thing that any publicist who wants to get into affiliate marketing or even just wants to do a good job in PR for their clients is to make sure you're staying up on top of the affiliate marketing trends. So there's a variety of sub stacks out there. I'm not sure if you are familiar with this, but I love how editors are now putting all of their, like they're putting out a call for pitches and sub stacks and things like that. Um, there are a couple of really great sub stacks for uh, publicists to sign up for. One specifically about affiliate marketing that I'm obsessed with Bryce Gruber. She, it is paid. However, I mean, you're getting so many insights from a veteran in the journalism industry. So it is, it is worth every penny and more. So <laughs> Bryce, you should actually 
great. But anyway, so it's called the Affiliate Tribe. She puts it out um, like once a week, I think. And it's amazing. It's just incredible content. She dives into things that are trending from an SEO perspective to, um, you know, just like average commissions for specific products. So if you're, if you want to be competitive in the field, like that's really important and helpful to know. Um, and then she just shares all of her insight, great insights as a, you know, editor in the industry. So love it. I would highly recommend everybody subscribe to that. And then top tier consulting is another one. Jill Schildhouse and Nicole Pager are from that. Um, and they just bring all their great freelancer expertise. So it's nice to know not only how to pitch a freelancer in the affiliate space, but also like somebody who's behind the scenes who may have access to a dashboard. So you say very different things to one person than the other person, which I think is so important for uh, publicists to know because you don't want to bog down a pit with unnecessary information for a freelancer that you would maybe for somebody who's in-house. So yeah, and those are very familiar names. I'll have to check out those sub stacks to learn oh, more. I'll send, you, I'll send you the links to them too, so it's easy for. Uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, and I'll post them for listeners. I'll post them on our social media as well, so they can, they can check it out. But yeah, definitely. And going off of that too, you know, um, besides sub sub stacks and everything, are there any like trends that you see in the in the general commerce space um, as well besides affiliate marketing that you see are kind of on the horizon? So a couple of trends that I think are really here not only to stay, but they're really like amping up. So these are things that have been around for a while, but I'm seeing more and more. And it's really specifically because of the way Google ranks and promotes its content, but sharing product reviews in pitches. So like those tried and true, I tried it type reviews, long form reviews, those are becoming so much more prevalent. Um, and I think that, you know, just being able to understand all the information you need to include in a pitch in order to secure that piece of content, like sharing, you know, your amazing reviews that you've received on Amazon, like, um, or average order values or click to purchase ratios. Those are all really important things to help land those kind of stories, which are really high converters for a lot of publications. Um, something else I think that we're seeing a lot right now is SEO. I mean, it's been in the industry forever. Of course, editors and writers have always wanted to tap timely stories. However, right now, I'm not really seeing a ton of just like unique, fun content. There's always some hook and that hook is a very timely SEO reason to write the story. So, I mean, there are always going to be those just fun stories that happen here and there, but for the most part, I'm seeing a lot of pitches that land specifically that have SEO language incorporated into them. So, and then for those who aren't familiar with SEO, it's just search engine optimization and it's really how you know publishers are deciding what kind of content they're going to create for their their publishing you know their their website so something that people are actively searching for is going to be a piece of content that they will write yeah I, I love that tip you just shared because I feel like all the time it's all about the buzzwords and everything that is yes. everyone's covering like I know right now like girl dinner <laughs> from TikTok <laughs> is one that everyone's jumping on the bandwagon I saw like today Popeye's added that to their menu that was big in the food space so that was a great tip and also I loved how you mentioned about the product reviews as well because I feel like that's something I didn't know so definitely learn something there so even on the product reviews, like as an example, Reader's Digest, if your product is on Amazon, which by the way, it already has an affiliate program, Amazon Associates. So good for you. If you're on Amazon, you don't need a third party <laughs> program, but you, it's always beneficial for a number of reasons. But anyway, um, if you are on Amazon and you want to promote your product via Amazon specifically to Reader's Digest or any trusted media brand owned companies, uh, titles, I should say, you have to have a minimum of 500 reviews. 
on Amazon. So that's really important to know. And that's also a really great reason to have a third-party affiliate program because if your product doesn't have 500 reviews, they will not include it unless it's through another network. So it's really a lot of ins and outs of the affiliate marketing space that you only find out once you start really diving in and, and digging into it. Yeah, that's such a great insight you just shared. And, you know, going off of that as well, um, here's another question. So when you have a pitch that you're sending, you know, when you have a client that has an affiliate code, how do you kind of put that in your pitch? Do you say like, oh, like we include affiliate marketing up front? Or do you kind of, is there kind of language where they know that you have the affiliates? Yeah. So usually my pitches, I personalize all of my pitches. Um, I know today a lot of people are like mass mailing these, but you know, guys, it really does go back to the tried and true, personalize your pitches. But in the beginning paragraph, my pitches are typically structured like my, hey, so-and-so, something nicety we're talking about. <laughs> you know, like maybe you mentioned something about that they were doing on Instagram or, you know, just something that personal and make it like a connection. This is media relations. You have to have that relationship portion of your, of your you know, the business. So, and then, you know, I, I wanted to suggest this product for this story for any of your affiliate needs. XYZ brand is available on share a sale. And then I'll include their merchant ID. And then I usually put forward slash skim links because, and that's something we get into in the course. If you don't know what the difference between share a sale and skim links are, you must, must, must take the course. Skim links is actually a sub network. So you can't really connect to skim links until you are on a network, which share a sale is a very popular network as is impact and Rakuten. But I dive into all of that in the course. I'm really <laughs> here. But so for your affiliate needs, so-and-so brand is available on sure sale and, and skim links. And I kind of like to say it that way because I feel like some journalists, less so today, but some people just don't really want to focus on that portion of the, of the industry. And they really want to just tell the brand story, but they have to check the box, right? They have to know you're on an affiliate program where they can't include you. So it's nice. It's a nice, easy, breezy way to say it without being too salesy. Yeah, well... Thank you for sharing that. That's such great insight. And we'll all have to check out the course to learn more about that. Um, and, and something else too, and I know you dive into this more into your second course, um, but you know, now that affiliate marketing is, you know, on the rise and, you know, more clients are getting into it and, you know, there's kind of the standards being set for affiliates in the um, industry as well. How can you kind of measure that now in terms of like, when you're doing your campaign reporting, is that like, do you measure that as part of like your final campaign numbers, like impressions and placements or kind of how do you, how do you deal with that with clients? Yeah, absolutely. So for a lot of my clients, I'm actually doing affiliate management in addition to PR. So we actually have access to all of our dashboards and we'll report, report all of, all of our top publishers, uh, everything from sales. So it look, really does look very marketing in that regard. Um, and I'm definitely going to put together a section for the course that in, indicates like, these are the KPIs you should be reporting on. This is what your end of month report could look like, you know, so people who are just getting into it can really like share a lot of that information. But the good news is that a lot of these networks out there, so share sale <clears throat> impact and Rakuten are three that I really, really like for a variety of reasons, depending on your client and their needs, but they all have, you know, great visuals that you can take screen grabs of and just like manually put it together. Or they have an end of month report that you can, curate and then at the end of the month you just export it with your dates so it's really nice um, a lot of marketing tools work that way we're in the PR world it's more of like hey this many impressions is this many ad dollars <laughs> you know <laughs> it's, it's a little bit more uh very specific marketing reporting as opposed to like 
Hey, brand awareness is great, guys. Look at all the places that you've been and you're able to report on sales. That's one great thing about affiliate marketing and jumping into performance-based world is you actually can say, hey, this feature in Cosmo netted you, you know, $2,500 this week alone, you know? So, and, and it's also a great way from a publicist perspective to make sure your brand is making money on the work that you're doing. So you can target your pitches to public publishers and publications that are actually converting as opposed to just like a great brand awareness play. Yeah, yeah. I, lo I love that point you just made too, because I feel like it's so important for us as, you know, PR professionals to kind of keep gaining our seat at that table, you know, showing our worth. And I feel like that's a great measurement tool for us to yeah, bring to those conversations. A hundred percent. And I think that's something else. And just in the, just always have a new mindset of growth. And, um, you know, I think there are a lot of people who talk about having a growth mindset. And I am one of those people who uh, am obsessed with it. I think that you can't ever stop learning, especially in an industry that is digital like ours is today. I mean, print publications are still there, yes, and you can still get great PR coverage for your clients in print, don't get me wrong. But in all seriousness, <laughs> majority of our opportunities in PR are in digital, so you have to stay up with the medium. There are affiliate marketing conferences. There's one at the end of the month called Affiliate Summit East, West, so one of the East, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I'm actually going, so it's even worse that I don't know where, what it's called. But <laughs> so it's in New York. And a lot of actual, like people who are at the top of the food chain at publishing houses are going to be doing, um, you know, like talks and, and speaks, teaches on the things that are working in their industry. So I'm really excited to attend that. I think that publicists who want to get more into the performance-based PR, which is kind of a merge of PR and affiliate marketing, like that's the lingo now is performance-based PR. Um, just, it's a really great opportunity for you to learn as much as you can. Yeah, that sounds amazing. And, you know, going off what you were saying, too, of, you know, always keeping up on everything and learning, like, I feel like another shift, too, with the news cycle is that, like, so many of these articles are, like, based on what's going on on social media. Like, I've never seen so many articles, like, based on TikTok trends, which, you know, a right. lot are in the commerce space. People, you know, this, you know, Sephora palette is on sale, like, that you saw on TikTok. And it's just so interesting to see how much, you know, social media has had the influence, you know, on news as well. Sure. And that's another trend, kind of, just going back to the question you asked earlier, like, a lot of publishers are really doubling down on their own social media content and they're utilizing those affiliate links in their social media content as well. So it's not just through a website that you can use an affiliate link through it really is a variety of different things that you can use an affiliate link on and that social media content, you know, CNN is a great example. And so it's like Hearst just um, recently has a new, um, a new content hub called First Finds. They have the best social media account, Demon is, <laughs> hilarious and I highly recommend everybody go check it out um but I mean it's, they're creating great social content and it's just all part of a holistic affiliate approach to affiliate yeah that's so interesting I, I love seeing like the today show stuff they're always with the affiliates I see that all the time yes. like you know this shirt's on sale and I'm always like following that so I'll definitely have to follow first finds as well yeah, and you can even see like whenever they're doing like the deals or whatever they have the QR code now on the tv so that <laughs> you to the website for you to purchase through the website to get that affiliate link. Yeah, that's awesome. And so, you know, going into more of like a general PR lens. So I'd love to hear your advice for the next generation of PR pros. Oh my gosh. I guess it goes back to keep learning. Like you can never stop learning. I think approaching everything with a growth mindset, learning as much as you can in every area that you can. I think that um, I'm really, <clears throat> I'm really grateful that I started my career out at a 
a very small company where I had to just basically figure it out. And that was like the mindset of everybody that we worked with. Like if we didn't know how to do it, everybody was like, ah, you'll figure it out. And then we just <laughs> did. And so I was there for forever. And I feel like that team that we were, um, you know, I was a part of was just really great. Everybody just pitched in and figured it out. And I think <laughs> employers like that about, um, you know, anybody, it doesn't matter what profession you're in. If you can just figure something out and you have that tenacity, then you're going to go far, I think. And then just making sure that you're continuing your education, like, you know, subscribing to some of those sub stacks. Some of them are even free and there's great content on the free side of things as well. So just making sure that you're maximizing all the opportunities that this digital landscape affords you. That's definitely great advice. And I agree with everything you're saying. And I feel like it's so important, like you're saying with those moments of like growth and just doing, because, you know, that's how you kind of have those opportunities. Like, I feel like, you know, if you have an interest in affiliate marketing and your agency is not, in, you know, involved in that yet, like maybe you could, you know, become the expert at your agency. And like, there's so many ways to kind of make yourself a thought leader. And it's so great that you brought up, you know, finding that niche in affiliate marketing and you're able to share, you know, your wisdom as well. Cause I feel like that's a great example for listeners, you know, who may want to find their niche and ways that they can help their colleagues as well. Agreed. I, I couldn't, I agree with that more. Like you just have to figure out what you like first, because if you don't like it, you're not going to stick with it. But (laughs) it's something that you can provide value because the minute you start providing value is the minute that, you know, it's not about what you get, it's about what you give. And I love, love, love helping people with affiliate marketing. So if anybody ever has any questions, um, you know, I'm happy to help like completely free, but if you want to set up a consulting session, I do that too. So really, um, and then just make sure that you're involved in those communities on Facebook. Like I mentioned, there is one called PR sharing ops Bryce Gruber started that one such an amazing resource like every single day you know editors are in there so hey I'm working on this story um so I'll send you that link too so that you can include that in your in your show notes oh amazing thank you so much Um, so I have one final question for you and it's something that I ask to all my guests but I'd love to hear about a woman who inspires you so gosh that's hard because I work with an all-woman team (laughs) love it and the founders, both in their own rights, have just sent so many incredible assets. And I think that everybody on our team just has a really dynamic um, addition to it. But if we want to talk about somebody like big picture that everybody might know, that, that's probably not true in this case either, but I'm going to go with it. Anyway. <laughs> so her name is Lisa Billiou. I'm a little bit of a fitness and health nerd. I used to compete in like bodybuilding shows like, way back in the day. <laughs> She and her husband were two of the co-founders of Quest Nutrition. And so when they sold that company, they started a new company called Impact Theory. And it really does just, it's a new business venture that kind of, it's a digital media company. And they are just, they produce so much great content. They have a YouTube series, a podcast, and it's just really empowering content. They do, you know, interviews with people who are high performers and they dive into the secrets of their success. And she's just a freaking powerhouse. And I love her and I love all that she contributes to it, to the entire like media company. And I think that anybody who's listening to a podcast about communications and trying to grow their own career would definitely appreciate that. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for sharing her. I feel like so many of these like media companies are opening started by women. And I feel like there's such great stories always being shared. And like you said, like social media posts. And I just love that as well. So I'll definitely have to check her out as well. Yeah, I'll send you a link. You know, I got all the links. <laughs> love <laughs> it. Yes. The, the affiliate, the affiliate expert has all the links. <laughs>
Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And can you tell listeners where they can find your course? Yeah, for sure. So affiliateforpublicist.com is just a quick, easy URL. Um, And I will be putting the second one up as soon as I can. You know, I'm kind of trying to juggle a farm with, you know, cows (laughs) bees and pigs and all the things and then my four full-time 40-hour week job so um on the side I'm putting that up amazing well everyone check out affiliate for publicists and thank you again so much for coming on the show this is such an amazing chat I learned so much about affiliate marketing from our chat and I hope that all my listeners did too appreciate you so much If you've made it this far in the episode, that means you're excited about getting started in affiliate marketing and it's never been easier because after chatting with Sarah, she wanted to provide a 10% off code to my listeners to get started with her course, Affiliate for Publicists. So be sure to head to her website, affiliateforpublicists.com and enter the code queenofcompodcast for 10% off your first course. So what are you waiting for? Head to her website, sign up and start learning more about affiliate marketing. Thanks for listening. Did you enjoy this episode of the Queen of Calm podcast? Well, head to Spotify and Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Do you want to be on the Queen of Calm podcast? Head to the link in our Instagram bio or to anchor.fm slash queenofcompodcast slash message to leave us a voicemail that could potentially be used on the show. And finally, if you're not already, follow us on social media at Queen of Calm podcast on Instagram and at Queen of Calm pod on Twitter. Join us next week as we celebrate more women in communications.